You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Now tell somebody before I deal with it, we must have, must have wisdom, wisdom about. about. Now notice again, according to the latter part of Proverbs 9 and 10, it simply states, knowledge about the Holy One is understanding. Knowledge about the Holy One is understanding. Now, one antithesis of knowledge and understanding is ignorance. One antithesis of knowledge and understanding is Ignorance. Simple definition of ignorance. You're not discerning something or someone the way you should. Second definition of ignorance. Not aware of something that is essential and significant. And that's the primary definition that I want you to hold on to in reference to ignorance. You're not aware of something essential and significant are necessary and important. God's people never need to get stuck on ignorant. We never need to get to a place to where we are just plumb ignorant and don't want to and don't want to get out of that predicament that state and I'm going to show you why let's go to the book of Hosea chapter 4 you've read it probably but I want you to uh, not only read it with me but I want to deal with it for a minute again as God's people we never want to get stuck in a place of ignorance. And Hosea, the prophet, reveals why. Hosea 4 and 6. Ready? This is what he prophesied. My people are God's people. Are? And notice the language. Destroyed. Destroyed? Yeah. Why? For the lack of knowledge. 
And then he goes on uh, to give us clarity. He says, because you have rejected knowledge. You have rejected one part of something that can make you wise. Remember, knowledge plus understanding equals wisdom. So when I reject knowledge, I have rejected one part of something that, can, that leads to me being wise. But if I reject knowledge, destruction is going to happen. I'm going to be destroyed. Destroyed means, number one, I'm going to end up in a state of ruin. Number two, I'm going to end up in a useless state. End up in a state to where I'm no good to myself, nor to anybody else. See, your knowledge can help you get out of your hole and you can use your testimony to help somebody else get out of their hole. But if I reject knowledge, I'm going to stay in the hole. And sadly, you have God's folk according to the text as well as life that reject knowledge week in and week out. And you can see that, that they are not only not helping themselves, they're not helping anybody else. Because they will not receive knowledge. Man, didn't you hear pastor say that you just need to do such and such? You didn't? Yeah, I heard him, but I'm just... But, but see, if you don't do what the Spirit of God revealed through the shepherd that God gave you to give you knowledge, according to Jeremiah 3 and 15, it's not going to be the shepherd's fault that you destroy it. It's going to be your fault. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected. I heard what pastor said, but I don't think I can do that. And then you have some folks that get spiritual and say, I don't feel led. But if you're up under a shepherd that God told you he was going to give you, this is your gift telling you what does saith God. And it's not based upon Barry 1 and 2. It's based upon the Bible. My people. Some of us have destroyed ourselves because we did not receive the knowledge that we needed. We rejected it. We rejected it. I, I have told folks to do, I said, if you do this right here, such and such is going to happen. And they be like, and they don't do it. And, I, and, and, and you know, I, I'm not going to try to make anybody do anything. See, I came up uh, in ministries where 
the pastor would try to force folk to do stuff. But see, that's not God. Force them to get the Holy Spirit. Force them to give God his tithes. And all. That, that is not God. You are a free moral agent. That's how God created you. It's your choice. And so when I try to make you do something, I'm out of the will of God. You have to choose to do what God puts on the table for you. If he puts a choice before you, or choices before you, you need to be the one that makes the decision to do this, that, or the other. And so you have folks that, that are in a state of uselessness. Which you can attach a lot of things to that because if you're in a useless state, that means confusion is there. That means God is not there. Because God has said point blank, I, I, I am not the author of confusion. If confusion is there, I'm not there. He's omniscient. He can see you in Confusion. I know that you're in that place, but it's not because of him. It's because of your choice. And notice this. This ain't talking about no sinner. My people are destroyed for rejecting knowledge. Brother, if you want to turn your business around, this is what God told me to tell you. But you got your own plan. Now, now God won't try to stop you from doing certain things, but it is imperative for you to do what he tells you to do. If you expect his help. I mean, understand. And so, at this moment, you have to make up in your mind that whether you're going to receive or reject knowledge in 2021. You need to make, you need to make that decision right now. Give me a few days, Pastor. See, you, you're not serious. You ain't taking this serious. Because, see, your future, whether you're going to be successful or not, is determined on whether you're going to receive from God or not. And you say, well, I'm going to get my benefits from somewhere else. That's your choice. But if you want God to do some things for you, you can't reject his knowledge. Because if you reject his knowledge, according to Hosea 4 and 6, you're going to be destroyed. You're going to end up in ruin. And it's folks in ruin that say hallelujah all the time. Tell folk they're Christian all the time. Yeah, they are, they are broke Christians that are that way because they didn't do what they should. My people are destroyed. My people. 
And some of us know what it is to be in a state of ruin. And some of us also know what it is to, to look in the mirror and say, what I'm going through is nobody's fault but mine. And, and I, I need to show you some things about, about knowledge based upon Hosea 4 and 6, but also based upon uh, Proverbs 9 and 10. Because remember again, knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So let's consider a couple of things about knowledge. Just, just want to look, look at uh, the first thing in Proverbs chapter 1. Go there with me. Proverbs 1 and 29. Solomon states, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. To fear the Lord is to respect him. That's, that's one level of, of fear. You, it's just you respect God. But then as, as a Christian, it's not just us respecting God. It's us worshiping him. You ain't got to tell me to clap. I am a worshiper. You ain't got to tell me to wave my hand. And sometimes we'll tell you to do it, but, but it really ain't necessary for some of us because we're going to clap anyway. I appreciate you getting up and talking about giving God his tithes and offerings, deacons, ministers, and whoever may receive God's tithes and offerings, but I'm going to do it anyway. Why? I fear him. I am a worshiper of God. I respect him. No, no, I'm not going to take God's tithes and spend it on no soup. Why? I respect him too much to do that. I'm not going to take God's offering and put it down on, on a pinto. Whether it's a car or a horse. I'm not going to do that. Why? I respect him. But see, when you hate knowledge, you, you don't respect God. You don't respect God when you hate knowledge. That, that's when you'll come to church and, and can't wait till the preacher get through. Why? You don't want to hear what God has to say through the preacher. You hate knowledge. I don't think I'm going back to church with you. That, that preacher be saying stuff like he getting in my bed. You hate knowledge. See, you understand knowledge will step on your toes when you are a worshiper. Knowledge will will. will your mind. Knowledge will deal with your heart. Knowledge will make you repent. Knowledge will make you change your mind about this, that, and the other. But when you hate knowledge, you don't want to hear the truth because you don't want to be made free. I mean, know the truth will make you free. But when you hate knowledge, you don't want to hear it. 
you'll put your hand up and say, I got to go, man. This preacher crazy. No, he ain't crazy. He just exposing. Just trying to get you to turn. So you can experience God's promises. His benefits. See, it's real what David talked about. God daily loads us with benefits. That, that's not a fairy tale. That's real. God does things for us every single day. He does countless things for us every single day. I, I know we were trained when we came up to thank God for waking us up and clothing us in our right but that's just the start of what he does when you really have knowledge about how much God cares for his children when you really have knowledge about what God would do for his folk you know God won't even let you cross the street without him he loves you so much you know God makes it his business to bless you not only one way but seven ways Oh, tell somebody real quick, can't nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. But you got to have that knowledge embedded on the inside of you. You got to have embedded on the inside of you that therefore when you go through trials, you can let the enemy and your circumstances know, can't nobody but nobody but nobody do me like Jesus. I don't hate knowledge. I don't hate it. I, I wouldn't be where I am right now if I hated knowledge. I love the word. Ooh, I, if, if I'm not by myself, just look at somebody and say, I love the word. Who tell another person, I love the knowledge that comes from God's word. I love the know-how that comes from God's word. And I'm going to tell you something. When, when you really know the distinction between the knowledge of God versus the knowledge of humans, you be like, give me God's knowledge. Unless you are a hater. Ooh, I hope you're not sitting by a hater. I hope it ain't no haters up here on the stage. Look at this verse. Look at this verse. This verse is important. Look at this. Y'all out Proverbs 1 and 29. Lord have mercy. Notice again. Because they hated, they did not choose the fear of the Lord. And I'd I be in, inviting people that are not born again to church. And they'd be like, man, I'm going to come one day. And I'd be like, you actually hate God. You actually hate what God would tell you about yourself. Not knowing that he'll expose you to help you. for that church stuff. You're a hater of God. 
ain't nothing in the church but hypocrite. You a hater of God to the point to where you want to talk about God folk and he done said don't touch his anoint. You hate God that much. Because they hated knowledge. They chose not to worship God. And we can break it down. They chose not to go to God's church. They chose not to give God his tithes and offering. They chose not to wait on God. They chose not to pray. They chose not to ask so it would be given. To see so it would be found. To knock so it would. was their choice but the reason because they hated God and, and, and you have to understand that some folk that when they got an attitude bottom line they just hate God you tell look I'm just trusting that God gonna guide my path well you got to use common you hate God because the Bible says trust him with all your heart. I'm just, I'm just telling you knowledge. I'm just giving you what does say. Yeah, but you still got to use. Oh, so you're a hater of God. You want me to do what you want to do instead of what God told me to do in his written word. understand this is very important let's go further let's go to the next chapter chapter 2 of Proverbs Lord have mercy now notice the 6th verse in chapter 2 of Proverbs it says for the Lord gives wisdom From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And notice how he, how he tied the equation together. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Well, how do we define God's mouth on earth? His prophets. His preachers. He used a prophet to say to us in Second Chronicles 20 and 20, the last sentence, believe the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. Then he used another prophet to say in Amos 3 and 7, surely the Lord God will do nothing unless he reveal his secrets unto his servants the prophets. Then he used the apostle Paul to say in Romans 10, how they gonna hear without a preacher? Ain't got to have no preacher. Did I ever tell you about the only song that I told the choir never to sing again? 
in front of everybody. Do y'all know these folk that were unsaved that day? Got up and sung a song and say, we don't need no preacher in the church. I guess they sung it because it had reached number one on the chart. It was popular. I don't know why they sung it. I know the Holy Ghost didn't lead them to sing. I don't know who was in the flesh that chose that song. But that clearly was not the spirit of God. And I ain't smiling either. And so, you have folk that, hon that honestly believe they do not need what God said they need. God is the one that said in Jeremiah 3 and 15, I'm going to give you shepherds. Jesus is the one that sent his disciples out to preach. He's the one who used men and women to go forth, preach. God. He even told them when they reject you, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting me. And so when God gets ready to give you Knowledge based upon revelation, he's going to use his preacher. See, you can read a scripture day in and day out. You won't get out of it what God gives his preacher. You won't see it. And then the preacher will come and he'll put it so simple and you'll be like, I didn't see that. It ain't the preacher, it's God. Out of his mouth comes knowledge. Walker, go give them the know-how. What I told you on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I want you to share it on Sunday. Some will receive it with joy. Others will reject it. But say it anyhow. He so encouraged a prophet that, that, that had been talked about preaching the word. He, he said, cry out. Well, Lord, in Zion. Zion represents the church. The saints of God. You have to hear preaching. And that's not taken away from your intelligence. That's not taken away from your meditation. That's not taken away from you reading your Bible. You need to do all of that, but you still need a preacher. It got nothing to do with your personal devotion. It's just God's will. That's all it is. Out of his mouth comes Knowledge. That, that, that's the reason Jesus said this right here. He said, if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, I'll fill you. 
And one of the ways he feels his people is through the words that comes from the mouth of his preachers. Has the word ever filled you? Have you ever came in here empty or not satisfied, but then God poured into your spirit his word and you left better than you came? If that's your testimony, put your hand up and say, preacher talking about me. And so, when you consider Proverbs 9 and 10, Go back there with me. Based upon the text, you have to agree with me that when it comes to knowledge and understanding, they're number one, united. Yeah. The knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Based upon that, they are united. They're united. In agreement. It's the reason when you apply knowledge and understanding, which equates wisdom, you're going to find yourself in a genuine relationship with God. You can't have a real relationship with God if you're not embracing knowledge and understanding that comes from him. Your relationship is not genuine. But when you have embedded in you knowledge and understanding, you have a real relationship with the Lord. Is real. You, you can look at situations and say, God going to take care of this. You can be in what the world calls dire straits and know that God going to turn things completely around and give you a testimony. Because you embrace Knowledge and understanding. You embrace that which is not only united, but that which is inseparable according to the text. Knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. They're inseparable. You can't pull them apart. I can't put no common sense with that. That's just it is inseparable. I don't need to add to it. I don't need to take away. Knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. It's the reason when, when, when you really got knowledge and understanding, again, which equate wisdom, you be like, in the midst of a trial, you be like, man. Ain't no telling how God going to bless me after this right here. Ooh, I, I have found myself in a place where I said, man, how in the world God going to get me out of this? Because I, I just can't see it. How in the world he going to do it? I know he going to do it, but I just can't see it. 
And when you say you can't see it, you're basing it upon what Paul said. Paul said, he'll do what eyes have not seen. Tell your neighbor, God will do what your eye ain't never seen. What it ain't never seen. That, that means you, you need to expect miracles when you get in certain situations. You need to expect God to show up and show out when certain things happen in your life. Especially when you understand that that's a promise. He'll do what eyes have not seen. That's a promise. What's so important about that preacher? Second Corinthians 1 and 20. Oh! Of the promises of God in him are yes and amen. And Paul went on to say in 2 Corinthians 1 and 20 that, that the promises that God gave to the church were given through him and others. It was a revelation. God reveals his promises to his preachers. Yeah, let me just prove it. Y'all, y'all, now y'all, y'all didn't look right. So we got to go to 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. See, I ain't gonna play with you. I, I didn't come here to play. Let's let's go there. Let's go there real quick. Let's go there real quick. And get back on uh, the assignment. Second Corinthians 1 and 20, for all of the promises of God in him are, yes. and in him, Amen. to the glory of God, through who? God. He was talking about through his preachers. Through us. God's revelation about what he does, and you can check it out from Genesis to Revelation, comes through his mouthpieces. The written and the revealed. That's the reason when you, when you hear testimonies like Minister Scott's, Ella Thomas, Ella White, Ella Beasley, you'd be like, man, that's just God confirming what he promised. Who down the earth are taking extra and being diligent and then you then you coming up with much when you put back little little time. Well, God revealed that in Proverbs six, when he told when he told the slugger that he didn't want to stay that he didn't he didn't want the slugger to stay in that position. He said, "Look, you need to go to the ant and do what the ant doing. The ant take little and put it in the hole, and when winter come." They ain't just set back saying, we got a pile of stuff. We, we can wait till the spring come. You can find God's promises in his word, but he's going to reveal them as well. But even when he reveals it, it's going to be based upon his word. Bigger and better. Yeah, I am come. Why? That you may have life and have it how more abundantly sound like better and bigger to me. How do you describe abundance? When it comes to abundance in your life, would you would you say, "Hey, it's synonymous with better and bigger"? Of course you would. 
we have to be to the point to where we receive knowledge and understanding so we can come in line in agreement and when we really get it in us we'll become just like knowledge and understanding in that we are united with them and inseparable see if folk in here no matter who puts certain things on the table they're going to keep trusting God there are some over here folk can say this that and the other but you're going to base what you think say and do on the word in the middle section folk can come to you with some stuff that sound real but you're going to walk away saying, look, let every man be a liar, but let God's word be true. Why? Because you are united with the knowledge and understanding that God has given you from his written and revealed word. Same way over here. You got people that are inseparable when it, when it comes to God's word. Folk could tell them, say, look, you got to use common sense. It ain't happened yet, so you might as well just do what you feel you got to do. Yeah, no, I ain't going to do what I feel I need to do. The Bible tells me to be led by the Spirit of God. And as many as are led by the Spirit of God are the sons and daughters of God. You'll tell folks that. Why? Because you are united. You are inseparable when it comes to the knowledge and understanding that God has given you. You don't mind folk being calling you crazy. They done did it before and you done proved that you wasn't the crazy one. It's no way y'all are going to be able to build that church, Mr. Walker. Well, it's built. You got to know if God tells you something, he is the God of the impossible. He is the God that can do anything save faith. Let me close it. God have mercy. And so, we have a clear understanding that based upon Proverbs 9 and 10, the latter part, Knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. But now we have to go back to the beginning of the verse. And we have to consider, well, matter of fact, let's read it again. Notice, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? The worship of fear. Well, let me back up. The worship, respect of fear of God is the beginning of the cause of divine wisdom. Remember, knowledge. Plus, understanding equals 
But now he goes back and gives us the origin of the cause of wisdom. It comes from you respecting God. Worshiping God. Doing what God told you to do in scripture. Let everything that has breath praise me. Praise me on the high sounding cymbals. Praise me on the string instruments. If, if they would have had keyboards back then, he was praise me on the keyboard. Let, them, let you slide your fingers slide down the piano. David got so happy, he said, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And it, he, he even talked about praise him in the sanctuary. Some of y'all don't remember, but used to folk would, would uh, say, you crazy if you bought instruments in the church. You got the dancing in the church, they would tell you, you need to go to the nightclub. Even though the Bible was telling us the whole time that we need to dance in the church, have instruments in the church, and so forth. Tons of scriptures that, that have told us this is what we need to do. But you have to respect God, worship God, or fear God. And that causes wisdom to come into existence. It causes wisdom to come into existence. It, it causes you a person of mediocrity to start knowing things that only God can give you. Not just things that pertain to church, but things that pertain to life. Man, when, when, when Peter and the disciples received the Holy Spirit and, and just started receiving truth, wisdom from the Spirit of God when uh, the people in cities saw them, they got to the point to where they knew it was a distinction between them and other religious folk. They said, them folk done been with Jesus. They, they would say at one time about Peter Peter and the rest of them, he said, you know, they're ignorant, but they've been with Jesus. They were saying they didn't have a formal education, but they had been with a master. They had been with somebody to where it didn't matter about their formal education as well as they were willing to receive knowledge and understanding. Peter was so wise when he came before the council, even though they talked about him not having a formal education. When he came before them, they said, Peter, look, you won't even have to stop doing this and stop doing that. Are we going to beat you? We're going to do this, that, and the other. And so Peter said, I got a question for you. This was his wisdom. He said, I got a question for you. Is it better that I obey you? Or is it better that I obey God? You be the judge. 
And he left there giving God the praise for what he went through. And he went back to doing what God had chose him to do. Wow. He had embraced knowledge and understanding. But he had embraced wisdom because of his fear. Respect or worship of God. That's why he embraced it. Same with us. You know you got folk that look at you funny because of your devotion to God. They call us holy rollers. And other type words. Oh man, he real religious. They, they don't know how to say you real godless or they want to try to put religion on you. But it ain't religion, it's real. Is realness. We are real when it comes to worshiping our God. Not perfect. But we ain't going to play with God. If God said it, that settles it. That's bottom line. If he said it, that settles it. Heaven and earth shall. But not God's word. And when you fear him, that's the type of respect you have in your being. I got to give you one more scripture. Then I got to close it. But before I go there, I need you to understand this. When you don't fear God, your heart messed up. Your heart is messed up because you are a fool. Let's go to Psalm 14 and 1. Lord have mercy. I tell you. Notice Proverbs, um, excuse me, Psalm 14 and 1. Ready? The fool has said in his heart. Now notice, he said inwardly, not outwardly, just inwardly. The fool has said in his heart uh, based upon his choices. There is what? Something going on inward, but you can see what's going on inward, outward based upon a person's choices. You ain't saying you don't believe him, but inwardly I know you don't because of your your choices. Look at it again. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. But then he, he takes it further and talks about God's folk. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none who does good. Ain't none of us perfect. Yeah, but we worship him. We know we ain't flawless. We, we know we ain't flawless, but we worship us. But see, when a, folk, when a person is a fool, a person would try to put you in the same room with them. You, you got to be smarter than that. You, you can't get in no room with no fool. And when you find yourself around the fool, you need to cut ties. The fool has said in his heart, there is no what? 
Now, this is what I hate about saints of God sometimes. You're not a fool, but sometimes you play the fool. See, when God tells you to do something, and you know you know it's right, but in your heart, you decide, man, if I do that, I ain't going to be able to do such and such, such and such. Now, you ain't going to tell folk you ain't going to do it. You're going to keep it inward. But based upon your choices, you're full. God tells you to give, and you're able to give. And you be like, I know pastors say we need to do such and such, but I ain't going to be able to do that. Because I'll be such and such and So you be agreeing with what's being said. But inwardly you be like, I can't do that. And guess what? You be showed up with your choices. You can't do that because you're playing the fool. You're in the seat of a fool even though you're not a fool. But now understand this. If you keep doing that same foolishness, you ain't just in the seat. I said, you ain't just in the seat. If I keep giving you knowledge about something, you oh, pastor, that was a good word today. Hallelujah, pastor. That's what you're saying in your mouth. But inwardly, you ain't applying nothing you heard. And it's evident by your choices. Guess what? You're a fool. You talk about what's right. But you won't do what's right. Say to your neighbor, I don't want to be in that place. I want to be in a place of wisdom. See, see when you're in, let, let me close it by saying that. See, when you're in a place of wisdom, God will deal with you to the point to where you recognize this God telling me to do it. And even though I don't see how I can do it, I'm going to do it because he's telling me to do it. Peter didn't see how he could step out on the boat and walk on water like Jesus, but because Jesus told him to do it, that's when he used wisdom. Say, I'm going to step out and do it. And sometimes God would tell you to do something that's bigger than you. And you can't allow your ignorance to get in the way. You can't get in the place of a fool and not do it when God telling you to do it. Because when you step out and do it, God will reveal to you you can do what you think you can't do with him. With God all things are what? Lord have mercy. I'm going to stop right there.